Pamela Anderson is freaking back. <laughs> Looking hotter than ever, folks. And listen, listen, ladies. She's got a message for you. Pamela Anderson has a message for you, ladies. It's a huge message, and you want to hear it. If you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, if you're in your 30s, you need to hear the message Pamela Anderson has for you. And it's just not bullshit, tongue-in-cheek talk. She's living by it. And I'm going to tell you what she has to say right after this. Welcome to the Stand the Joke Man Show, brought to you by Fireman's Cannabis. kids hate getting out in the rain yeah that's right when i've got to do weed business it's not going to be in the rain i'm on my way to fire meds cannabis henrietta stillwell I, I, I love your drive through really? i don't have to get out of the damn car <laughs> yeah don't let it rain on your parade anymore fire meds Farm to pipe, bud dispensary. Are your pants still in the dryer, but you need weed now? Go to Leafly, L-E-A-F-L-Y dot com. Look at FireMed's entire menu. Place your order online, and they'll have it packaged, ready, and waiting on you when you get there. I need to get out of the car. That's right. And the best part about FireMed's cannabis is it's a family farm to pipe, bud dispensary. Know what you're buying, where it's been, and where it's coming from. FireMed's cannabis still. Well, Henrietta, Oklahoma. Hey there. Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man Show. Stan talking, of course. Uh, Pamela Anderson. She has that brand new documentary on Netflix called Pamela, A Love Story. And um, I haven't seen it yet. I just love what she has to say about getting old. Pamela Anderson has come out and she is publicly saying no more plastic surgery, ladies. Lay off the plastic surgery, and I absolutely agree. She walked the red carpet Monday night looking ravishing at age 55, and I only bring up what Pamela Anderson has to say because I think this is important to women everywhere. I have watched women destroy themselves on plastic surgery. They don't even look like the same person anymore. They look absolutely fake. Hey, listen, ladies. By God, I'll take them wrinkles absolutely sexy as shit when i was 23 i dated a 52 year old woman because she was fucking sexy and beautiful with zero plastic surgery yeah i look like dixie carter from designing women <laughs> well hello again believe it or not we store lots of the day's tension in the back of our legs but just in case why don't you get down on the floor with me now <laughs> That's why I'm so fucking proud of Pamela Anderson and what she is doing, folks. They have this docu-series or documentary about Pamela, Pamela Love Story. It's probably another porn. I don't know. But I bring up Pamela Anderson because I just about gave up on her a long time ago when she had the fake boobs, the fake face, the fake this, the fake that. Well, she got the fake boobs removed back in 1999. She said, I'd always recognize myself when I was old in the mirror. I mean, I just want to let my hair go, kind of natural gray, put my little straw hat on, not wear makeup. My comfortable state. <laughs> Hell yes. I love it. Thank you, Pamela, for, 
calming the ladies down. Hey, ladies, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, trust me, you are still plenty attractive. If you're in your 80s, if you can hear me, trust me, there's somebody out there that wants to do you. There's somebody out there. Yeah, watch out. People are wanting to do you. Matter of fact, from now on, I don't give a shit if you're in a nursing home. Get laid in the shade, baby. You sashay that fine ass. Sorry, have I taken it too fucking far? <laughs> hey, fellas. Be a real good idea to go ahead and make them uh, Valentine's Day plans now. Yeah. Are you listening, fellas? It's February 1st. You got two weeks to put this shit together. You're really in your best interest to do it this week. This week. Do the shit now. You will fucking forget. You know it. I know it. She knows it. We all know it. I knew I'd fucking forget. That's why yesterday, I did, I wait, it wasn't even fucking February, and I was already on the phone to our favorite Italian restaurant. But but not everybody has fucking money to go out and eat, and I'm down with that. You know, hey, I'm charging mine. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm borrowing against my fucking dinner. That's what I'm doing. But anyway, um, look, if you don't have money to get out, you can do shit right around there, the house. Think about it. Come on, guys. Clean the fucking house. Do the laundry up. Get a sitter for the kids. Have dinner waiting on her. Have a sitter for the kid. Give her a night off of everything. Let her unhook. Doesn't cost a fucking thing. Just a little extra effort on everybody else's part. And God, I, that that go a long fucking way on a Tuesday night. But having said that, if you do have money and you want to do a little something extraordinary for, I don't know what you want to do. Don't let me decide that shit for you. I'm not, I don't even want to be in on that. But could I at least tell you what not to do? I'd like to, I'd like to save you just a little bit of aggravation if I can. I'm not an expert, but I am a fuck up and this is experience talking. I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not trying to hurt you. I, I'm just hoping if I can help, if I can reach one person, it's really meant something. You know what, asshole? Just because you don't like Valentine's Day don't mean she don't like Valentine's Day, so pretending that it doesn't fucking exist is wrong. That's a lie! How would you feel if she didn't give a fuck that it was your birthday? Call 911 now! I don't care what she says to your face, the truth is. That's a lie! Valentine's Day anniversaries and birthdays fucking matter. Mother's Day too. gonna book a hotel you're probably too fucking late you may not be check today dinner reservations definitely today you need to be on the fucking phone today don't put it off you'll forget and fuck it up do it now uh, that reminds me don't put a price cap on anything unless it's absolutely fucking necessary hey nobody 
takes a woman to a jewelry store and says, well, I've only got a $1,000 limit. Huh? Better drag your ass to Diamond Dump Ass Warehouse. You're in the wrong fucking store, man. Stick your fucking phone up your ass. Ring her off, peckerhead. Ring her off. No, you too, madam. Phone up butt. Y'all ain't gonna miss shit. You ain't missing a fucking thing. What are you waiting on a call from the president or the CEO of some multi-billion dollar company? Stick the phone up your ass. This one here is for the ladies. Hey, ladies. Yeah, we know you're strong. We know you're independent. We know you have a sweet ass. Would you please let him be a gentleman? If he wants to open the door, let him open the door. If he wants to pull the chair out, let him pull the chair out. If he wants to finger bang you right there in the restaurant, just fucking let him, would you? Oh, he's having. If you don't want to go, that's fine. You don't ever let on if you don't want to go. Ever. When you're talking to your friends, watch your mouth. Because if she's within earshot and she hears you slip out. Yeah, I got to go to that fucking Valentine's dinner. You just, you just sodomized the pooch, man. <laughs> yeah, you fucked up the whole night now. Yeah, she knows you don't want to be there now. You voiced it. You're lying to her. Now she knows you're lying. Yeah. But in the same breath, you can go too far the other way. That's right. Folks, thinking you have to go super big all the time isn't necessary. Sometimes the smallest shit is everything. You got $3? Drag yourself to the dollar store. Get some cake mix. Some icing. Make 14 cupcakes. Yeah. On each cupcake. You've shown her something. You took the time out to go get cupcake mix and bake her cupcakes. It's got to be 14 though. Yeah. Put a letter on each one. Couple of B's, few O's, L, couple of T's, N, a G or two. I can't remember. Blowjob tonight. That's what it spells. <laughs> I love that lady. Hell yes. You know, I love somebody that's not afraid to voice their opinion. Uh, call the police now. They've been called, man. Stan the Joke Man. This is the Stan the Joke Man show. Hey, bitch, settle down. What are you yelling for? Take it easy. You know, you get far better results if you lower the decibels just a little bit. I understand sometimes you have to yell, and believe you me. I understand that. I yell when I'm not trying to yell. <laughs>
there's never not a reason to get that fucking upset at teenagers, kids, skateboarding. Folks, settle the fuck down and stop acting so Fabergé. What am I saying, Fabergé? Delicate. Stop acting so fucking delicate. Like everybody's got to walk on eggshells around you for fear of setting you off. That's how that propaganda works on you, folks. Remember we talked about propaganda on Monday? I'm not shitting you, folks. It's propaganda. All the negative shit you see on the news and on TV, all the shit the Republican Party's throwing at you, all the fucking fear-mongering and shit the Democrats are throwing at you, it's constantly being pumped into your head, turn the shit off. They do that intentionally, brings you down. Then they can control you. All that rage, all that pent-up intolerance and anger has been agged on by false messaging. <coughs> the Republican and Democratic Party, make no mistakes about it, that river flows both ways, folks. Either way, it's intended to control you. Let's move on. Let's get the hell away from the fucking news. How about that? I like getting away from the news, and I've got a touch on it here and there, but for the most part, if I can steer away from it, I shall. Instead, how about we do some Dear Stan letters? Here we go! You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. Dear Stan, my 18-year-old niece won't stop walking around in her damn underwear. She walks around the house in her underwear all the time. She's been doing it for the last two or three years. Wouldn't matter, I suppose, but weren't just in front of the immediate family living here, but she does it in front of unknown people. She answered the door in her underwear. She get the mail in her underwear. I spoke to my wife about it, but she just keeps saying, well, she does live here. Is there anything I can do or say to get her to keep herself a little better covered? Mr. Modest. What a wicked game to play. Well, good God, Sackless, let me ask you something. Whose fucking house is that? Whose house is that? Is that? I can't believe your wife isn't saying something. If there's an 18-year-old kid walking around with their panties up her ass all fucking day, I'm sorry to be taking such a mean stab in the dark here, but there's no way she's hot. There's no fucking way this chick is hot. She's 18. She's a legal adult. We can just say it for what it is. She's got to weigh like 900 pounds or something. She must. Yeah, that'd be the only reason you'd bitch, right? Right. Uh, excuse me, or she could be so fucking skinny she looks like olive oil. Either way, she's no Pam Anderson. I wouldn't be getting a fucking letter if she was... <laughs> Dear Stan, my two siblings and I were raised by an abusive alcoholic father. Predictably, it has affected our mental health adversely. One sibling struggles with alcoholism and substance abuse. The other is personality disorder and cannot maintain relationships. I cope with comparatively fewer severe issues, but I still work hard to sustain a marriage in my career and raise a healthy family. It isn't easy. My siblings' issues have disrupted my emotional health and family life, which is why I keep them at a distance. Good for you. Lately, they've expressed feeling abandoned. <laughs> well, you're damn right. 
other family members call me selfish and say I'm obligated to help them because I'm the successful one? What? I do feel some guilt for not helping more as we all survive the same toxic childhood, yet my emotional bandwidth is limited. Frankly, people with alcoholism and personality disorders are hard to be around, even if they are family. Is it selfish to prioritize my well-being by maintaining distance from my siblings? Abso-fucking-lutely not. Look, and, and I'm not getting on a religious rant here or anything, but I will tell you right from the Bible, God tells you take care of yourself first. Because if you're not worth the shit, you ain't going to be any good to anybody else. Their alcoholism is their alcoholism their personality disorder is their personality disorder, okay? I'm not saying don't help your siblings. Absolutely, you're there with them, and you help them where you can. What you don't do is let them fuck your life up. You are not obligated to sacrifice your success and your happiness and all your hard work to cover their failures. Doesn't work like that. Ever, ever, you have to cut the umbilical cord, but always be there when they need you. But if they're not trying to help themselves at all, your answer is no, always. If they are not trying to help themselves, your answer is no, that's it. I live by one creed, folks, and it also comes out of the Bible. You help everybody once. And if they can't get their shit together after that, then, I mean, it's your call, but you're not obligated to do shit. Dear Stan, my friend is always sending me pics of food and beverages he thinks look appetizing. The problem is, cut a steak he usually eats is cheap and unhealthy looking. Why is, and I'm, you really took the time out to write a letter about this shit? I try to tell him that better quality meat often has less fat and cholesterol, but he tunes me out. He drinks a lot of wine, too. I don't think that's good either. I'm trying to help him because I am concerned about his health. He's 56 and has gained a lot of weight. How can I keep him from cardiovascular emergency? You can't. Heather, it's not up to you. It's up to him. Why am I getting a letter on this? Good God, you sat down and you took the time to write a letter to me, a stranger, over this shit? Hey, Here's a clue. <clears throat> you want to communicate to him that uh, you care about him and you're worried about him and you'd like to take better care of himself? Show him this fucking letter. Dear Stan, my um, kids never call or visit me. I'm an active widower and five grown children. Although three of them live in the same city and two live in a nearby town, I haven't heard or seen from them. In months, I realized recently that I miss their company and I'd like them to call or see them more often. Have you any suggestions on how to encourage my children to involve me more in their lives? Lonely. Shit, lonely. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This is another one of them rivers that goes two ways. But first, I want to say something to the young folks out there. I used to uh, run the Advantages program of Project Heart for the state of Oklahoma right here in Okmulgee County. And I took care of a lot of grandmas and forgotten mamas and shit here in town. 
And one day I went up to go visit one of my clients right up on Summit Drive right here in Henrietta. I pulled up in my company van, got out. Front door was open. What? Whoa. Two or three stray dogs run out of the house. I walk in. There's dog poop everywhere. Debris all over the place. Back doors kicked open too. Refrigerator door is open in the kitchen. All the food's been drug out. There's pizza boxes, sandwich wrappers, just food and feces and nasty everywhere. Flies and down the hall, there's mom laying on this old twin bed, no covers, no nothing, hooked up to a respirator, laying there unconscious, oblivious to the wild animals and shit running around in her house. So you can imagine my reaction. You can imagine how I felt and how I come off the fucking hook. And I can assure you, those kids, neglectful as they were, had far different attitudes by the time the state of Oklahoma was done with them. If you've got a mom or a dad out there and you know they're on their own, you better sacrifice some fucking time. You've always got that goddamn phone of yours in your face or up your ass, so there's no excuse for you to not make a phone call. You know damn good and well you can stop by and say hi. She might need something fixed. He might need something looked at or lifted that he can't handle. You get your ass over there and you take care of your mom and dad. Now, right back at you, Lonely, I got to say this. You have no excuse to sit at home on your ass. No excuse. In this day and age, I don't give a shit if you have a disability. They'll come get you. You're damn right. They will come get you and take you to a senior center. Absolutely. Start making phone calls. Start making inquiries. Bug people. Because if you choose to not be a part of something, hey, that's the choice you've made. That's right, Lonely. This comes right back on you, too. In this day and age, there are no excuses. Even if you have a disability, they'll come get your ass and bring you to the senior center. They will get you out and take you where you need to go or want to go, even. You need to go see those kids. Go see a play. Go to birthday parties. And I promise you, man, the more you start showing up, the more they'll start showing up. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Stan the Joke Man show. I am Stan the Joke Man. This is a property of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting from the boys' room studios right here in Henrietta, America. On Pandora, Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by noon. High noon. <laughs> if y'all wouldn't mind sharing this show on your social media accounts, I sure would appreciate it. I need all the backing I get to help this show grow because I'm not a doctor. But I am a fuck-up, and fuck-ups have a place, too. <laughs> you guys have a great Wednesday, Thursday. I'll be back on Friday. Goodbye day. High noon. Until then, adios, mi amigos. Bye, con Dios. And I give up forever to touch you Because I know that you feel me so you're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be And I 
And I don't 